Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living. Worldwide. Okay, let's see. All right, there we go. The music is going crazy today. (laughs) Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari, and happy Tuesday and happy fall. We are back, and it's amazing. I was looking at the calendar and trying to figure out when we did our last show, and it was all the way back in May. So much has happened um, since then. But I'm excited excited to start a new season, and I am excited to have so many new people here. Um, We have a big new Facebook group, so you definitely want to join that. It's um, oh, I guess you you do have to be approved for it. You can, but you can search it and then put in a request to join. And um, it is called High Frequency Living with Mari. So it's High Frequency. Living with Mari, you can just go on Facebook.com and do a search. Put that in there, High Frequency Living with Mari, and it will bring you to the page. I mean, just um, put in a request. You just click the request to join, and then we will approve you to get into the group. And we are going to be doing all sorts of new things there. We'll be doing um, – I will be doing actually Facebook Lives, and we'll be starting that if I don't start this week. I've been pushing it back because I've been so insanely busy. Uh, but if we don't do it this week, we'll definitely be starting next week, and we'll be doing those weekly uh, in, in addition to this show and putting up podcasts and some some new cool stuff. And I'm, look, I'm lo- really looking forward to that. I've really made a big, huge shift in how we're doing things around here. So it's exciting, and it's fresh and fun, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with you all. Um, and we are now in much better energy because I know we had a really – rocky summer. I don't know if you know how yours went, but I know we had but five retrograding planets, um, four of which have stopped retrograding. The last one actually doesn't stop until November, but it's minuscule by comparison to what we just got through. And we also had the eclipse season and all kinds of waning moons and all kinds of stuff. So it was it was pretty uh Intense. I'm sure all of the uh, Vedic and Western astrologists made a fortune, <laughs> and all the readings and people that people were getting during those those rough waters. But we're definitely in smoother um, running energy now, and so you need to power up and put the foot on the gas pedal and really uh, go forward now because we don't have another Mercury in retrograde until um, end of November or mid-November, so take this time to, um, you know, to get your projects out there, get get moving, and, you know, sign all the contracts and buy your houses and do whatever you're going to do um, because now you're, you know, kind of a, much, lot, a lot more free and have a lot more um, success swirling around you, no matter, you know, what your sign is. So that's good stuff. And um, so... Today's uh, show, and I've been teaching so much, I was about to say today's class, but today's show is about something that's near and dear to my heart. And this is going to be our theme um, going forward in our AHA community, and that is accelerating your dreams with the help of high-frequency energy. 
So today's show is all about five keys to accelerating your dreams with the help of high-frequency energy. And when I say dreams, it can be anything that you're currently desiring. But I'm really focusing a lot more now on what I call transformational leaders who are um, energetically sensitive and interested in getting a big project or their work out to the world. Um, It is really, as I did a lot of evaluation over the summer about what I wanted to really focus on because I was very broad in the past, um, and, and that can kind of water things down. And I realized that the majority of people who have been really committing to, to mastering the work that I present have been transformational leaders of leaders, people who are interested in leading others, their own tribe of people, um, to big goals that they might have for their, their lives, to healing, to um, various, you know, shifts and changes in the world, and to really having great outcomes for people. So being an inspiration to others. So I've shifted my focus into applying high-frequency energy to that. You have a big transformational project that you're interested in working on. Maybe it's a book. Maybe it's a script. Maybe it's a a philanthropic project. Maybe it's a a business, an online business or an offline business. Maybe it's a coaching thing or maybe you're a writer or a speaker or a a visionary or an enlightened entrepreneur, Uh, any of those advanced light workers then this work is for you. And um, it's important that when you are doing, and this is really kind of for those who find that their dreams and their desires to make a difference in the world are taking them off the beaten path of 3D reality a lot of times. What do I mean by that? So, um, you know, when you're a doctor or a lawyer or a nurse and you're on a curriculum kind of career, there's steps, right? And there's a lot of, you know, old footsteps to fall into, to, to step into. Um, there's, you kind of know, okay, step one is this, step two is that, step three is this. It's very well laid out. And there's not all that much veering off of that path. But when you are an advanced light worker, an enlightened entrepreneur, um, developing things that maybe not have been done in that way before, when you're an innovator, a visionary, uh, a creative uh, as a coach, when you're working with people and they have all different sorts of um, things that you have to customize a solution for in the moment or develop a project that has not been done before, and you have to, you find that you have to kind of go off to non traditional means to get that work out to the world. So you might turn to manifesting, you might turn to intuition, using your intuitive abilities. Uh, you, you might turn to, you know, a myriad of things in the mind, body, spirit realm because you know that, you know, there's not really all that many footsteps to follow in. And even if, even if you try, they don't really fit what you're doing. So it's causing you to have to seek out energetic, non-traditional means to get what you want to get done. And if you've been finding that you've had great ideas, but you've been feeling stuck, or you've been feeling like there's, um, you know, there's no pathway, or you've been feeling like there's been roadblocks or blind spots, or that you have a lot of dots but you're not connecting them, then this work is for you. Because that's where uh, your ability to build a relationship with your higher self, to be able to communicate directly in a two-way conversation with your higher self, and we'll talk about that as we go, um, to use multidimensional energy to source, and listen to me carefully, to source and access the version of you that's already successful at what you desire because that person already exists in a parallel reality. So if you are, um, you know, needing to do that, then pay attention because this this is for you. And those are skills, those are skill sets that you need to develop in order to get your work out to the world and you've come to the right place. So today we're going to start off a whole series of conversations. And um, I actually outlined shows, and this is highly rare, but the other day I sat down and I actually channeled shows for the next 14 weeks. 
Yay! So we have shows planned all the way into January. And it's really fascinating because the content is, it builds on, um, you know, one show builds on the next. And it's, it's really, really transformational leaders of leaders. And I find that to be really exciting and very nourishing because, you know, as I could see, as it was channeling down, I was writing it all out. You know, wrote my little hand off. <laughs> um, I could see the, the the thread of where they're going with all of this. And with this latest round of energy that's been coming in, uh, we've had a lot of purging. You'll see it, you know, if you look. All the fires, the hurricane, um, you know, all of the continuing political drama and um, <clears throat> across not just our country but many other countries, the collapse of certain kinds of institutions, um, you know, the number of corruption cases coming up. We're having a massive cleansing. And, you know, as things get cleaned out and the energy is clear, the energy advances, the energy lightens, it refines. And so your ability to tune in and to, um, to, 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 you know, ride the wave of that energy increases. Now, what else increases is your sensitivity, especially when you're leaders of leaders and most of you are empaths and, and you know, light workers and whatnot. So you're kind of focused and you're energetically sensitive, so you're going to sense a lot of this stuff. Um, it's very important for you to know how to navigate this energy and it's very important for you to maintain what I call your energetic hygiene because if you don't, you will have more volatile responses from these frequencies from this energetic field because they're more amped up and they take a lot less, you know, energy to, to have a reaction. So a good analogy for that is, um, if you look at a horse, and you guys know, most of you who've listened to the show know that I've been involved with horses all my life, and I've had horses and things. And what's interesting about a horse is the horse, you know, average horse weight is between, you know, anywhere from 1,000 to 1,600 pounds or so. And as they're grazing in a field, a fly can land on their side that weighs, you know, well under an ounce. And that horse can feel that fly, and it you know, it moves its skin, it, it, it flickers its, its flank or its side, you know, it can feel or swats it with its tail. It does not take a brick to land on a 1,600-pound animal for them to feel it, right? A little tiny fly, if you think about the comparison from a 1,600-pound animal to a little tiny fly, it's a huge difference. So it's just a little light touch that can make a horse actually respond. Okay, whether they turn their head and they try to bite at this side because the horse, the horse fly bit them or they washed their tail, pushed their tail, or they just moved their skin to, you know, to shake the, the fly off. Well, your frequency, as we get more and more refined, is similar. It does not take a whole lot of thought, a whole lot of intention, a whole lot of fear, a whole lot of anything for that field to react. And as we get more and more amped up and if you have a tendency to dabble in a lot of things, uh, constantly amping your frequency up because you try a little Tai Chi over here and a little yoga over there, and then uh, you take a little, you know, little tiny little course over on this thing, and then you amp up your frequency, and maybe you do Ho'oponopono, and then you do some tapping, and, da, 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 and you're kind of spinning around and doing a lot of different things. Each time you engage, you amp up your frequency. Each time you engage, engage you make your own frequency more reactive. And guess what? It doesn't really stop being reactive once you've activated it. It just sits in wait for you to put something in it, and then it responds accordingly. So if you found that your um, that things are more seem to be more volatile these days, that you've done all this dabbling and studying and you've gotten this certification over here and that certification over there, and you know you contemplate these ideas and you, you dibble-dabble, you actually put yourself in, a, in a actually a worse position than if you didn't do any of the work at all if you're not maintaining a consistent focus and responsibility of how you're managing that energy. You, if you go and swing back and forth, I know I've had friends where, you know, they you know, call me, ask me for advice, they raise their frequency, 
then they go out and they're just as anxious and crazy and volatile as ever, and then they get huge reactions. Money falls apart, relationships or whatever, job deals go off the table, et cetera, et cetera. They spin out. They have all kinds of issues because they're not doing the work. They're not doing their energetic hygiene. They're not doing the frequency work, right? So they create uh, somewhat of a chaotic environment. Energetic hygiene is very, very important. Everything in your physical world has an energetic overlay. And if you don't take care of that, it's just like if you don't wash your hair for a month or you don't wash your, brush your teeth for a month or a year or whatever, however long it is before you do your energetic hygiene again, you can be, you know, setting yourself up for, you know, unpleasant circumstances because your field is amped up. The greater consciousness, the field of the greater consciousness is amped up. You know, doing a lot of purging, a lot of cleansing, a lot of, you know, energetic evolution, if you will. And so you have to keep up, especially as advanced leaders of leaders, as advanced light workers, as transformational leaders. You have a personal responsibility to yourself just for your own personal comfort energetically, which then spins out into your physical and, you know, mental and physical world. And you also have responsibility to the greater consciousness. You guys are the backbone to keep things stable. And you have responsibility to your clients and your audiences and your readership and all of that so that because you're the example, right? So that sounds kind of heavy, but it's really exciting. And um, it puts you in a really powerful position because just like you can create kind of mayhem <laughs> by doing haphazard, Um, thinking and and processing whatever in your field, you can also accelerate your dreams faster than probably ever before in history with a little bit of care and attention. And um, so today is that day that we get started talking about this. So I know in the email I had put a call-in number, um, and I realized that when we had re-upped our our information here on Blog Talk, they changed the call-in number. So I'm going to give you the call-in number. So if you'd like to call in and ask a quick question, um, I'll get to some of those later in the show if we have some. Uh, the number to call in is 515-605-9706. So that's 515-605-9706. So if you'd like to call in, well, Sam is here with us and he will um, check in with you to see if you would like to ask a question, and uh, and we'll get to those a little bit later in the show if we have some. Okay, so all of that being said, let's talk about five keys to accelerating your dreams with the help of high-frequency energy. Now, this is going to be a little different than you might think. I wanted to, t- for, to dissect the dream, okay, and the dream being your goals, your desires, uh, not dreams as in, you know, you're sleeping when you're sleeping. Um, the first aspect of the dream that is unconventional, and I think somewhere in one of the titles when I was writing the different pieces for this, I put five unconventional keys. So one of the unconventional keys is that it has a dark side. Uh, if you have had any kind of delay, let's say you want a house or you want a relationship or, you know, whatever. You want to start your business. And you really, really want it. You know you want it. You have vision boards on it. And you've done some, you know, dabbling with law of attraction on it. You, you, know, you know, you've been going after this thing and it's not coming to fruition. You want to look and see, is there a dark side to this dream? Now, every dream has one. And that is um, whatever fears and concerns you might have about having that dream come to fruition. So you might, you know, been have been single for a, a long time, got married, you want to have a baby, and you're having trouble having that baby. And if you look at the dark side of that, well, maybe it's that you're concerned about raising that child, or you might have a hidden concern about being able to financially afford it. Or, and this is a very, this is a very, you know, subtle one, but it can, it can be very, very key. It could be that you're afraid of losing your freedom of losing that independence and that sort of nimble way of life that you've had, right? So 
people don't like to talk about the dark side of the dream, but every dream has one. Every dream has, you know, its baggage. And when you have that, it can slow things down. And if you're working, if you're a high-frequency type of person, you know, being an advanced light worker, transformation leader, leaders, et cetera, and you're, you know, doing a lot with frequency and focus and educating yourself and then trying things, then your frequency is more sensitive. And that little, that little holdup in your frequency, that little blip, you know, you might be 90% in, but that 10% can really slow that 90% down. It may not preempt it. Sometimes it does, but it may not preempt it, but it can slow it down. And why does it slow it down? One, because of the frequencies, but also um, a lot of times you, you need to just discover that because within the dream is a lesson, right? It's always, there's always some sort of a lesson. So, and, and, and this is also when you're, you're, you have a dream that's out in front of you, right? And you're, you're aspiring to that. Then um, there's stuff to get rid of. There's stuff to clear out in order for you to, to get to that mastery. And that's one of the reasons why we constantly have, you know, bigger and bigger ideas. So that's the dark side of the dream. Then there's what I call the ugly side of the dream. And it's funny because, no, I, uh, those of you who have listened to the show know that I, I do uh, ballroom dancing and uh, I dance with this guy, Dimitri. And so <laughs> the other day we're dancing and we're getting ready for competitions now and it's intense. Believe It's ridiculously intense. And so I was, dancing, I was getting everything wrong, and I felt just like it's heavy and lumbering, and I'm in these three-inch heels, and, you know, the timing's off, and I, and I just, when I was looking in the mirror as we're dancing, and I looked at him, and I stopped, we stopped, and I pulled up, and I said, you know, this is all so ugly right now. This, I know this is my dream, and I've always wanted to do this, you know, Lord knows I want to dance with somebody as good as you, but this is ugly. This is the ugly side of my dream. And and he just started laughing, and I said, you know, it's kind of like when we think of our dreams, we think of, you know, dancing at, the, you know, the biggest competitions and the fabulous dress and getting everything right, you know, spinning around and doing your thing. No mistakes, you know, judges love you, audience loves you, everybody loves you, your partner loves you, all that. And um, you have this vision, right? And you have that vision when you first start, you know, you, you, you know, you're stepping onto that floor for the first time, you're kind of klutzy and everything, but you have this big idea. You don't have any... In the very beginning, you don't have any judgment about yourself because you're just starting. And then at the very end, obviously, you're getting all your, your rewards. But in the middle, we have we hit the ugly side of the dream. And a lot of times people quit because they forget that with most dreams, there's some hard work involved. And that hard work isn't to make you punish you or for the universe to teach you lessons and hold things back from you until you get it and all that. That's crap. That's not the truth. The universe is a very neutral thing. The universe is not parental. Religion has made God seem parental, formal religion, because of the way they wrote it, but that's not the case. It's neutral. It's all in. It wants your success. It's actually much better for everyone involved if you get what you want, <laughs> you know, more efficiently said not. But the ugly side of the dream is that are the steps. And because, now listen to me carefully, what see, is influencing matter. Right? When you have a dream, I want to go from not dancing to being a champion dancer. I'm already, the, remember, you're already the champion dancer in that parallel. You're already the champion dancer. There's a parallel where it's already there. However, when you are orienting yourself from your 3D reality of right now and you are accessing frequency of the dancer you want to become and you're moving into that parallel of, 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 where that, of that dancer who's already, you know, successful, your body and your mind and your spirit and your frequency has to make a transition. And with each step that you take in that practice session and the dieting and the cross training and all the other things, the coaching and whatever else, is a step that you're taking into that new parallel. So it's really a progression. It's a transition. And result, it's ugly. You're sweating and you're tripping and you're falling and you're sore and you're getting leg cramps and foot cramps and, you know, all that stuff. And you're conditioning. And then one day it feels better. 
And you're like, oh, okay. And then 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 your teacher says, okay, time to polish this up. Let's change this. Let's do that. And you're like, well, well, wait. I just got this thing. And I'm, oh yeah, but we're going to escalate it now. Uh, you want to win? Yeah. Okay. So shut up and dance. And <laughs> listen to me. Do what I tell you to do. Right. So it it even though we get to a new vista then there's another vista to get to, right? Because it's, it's a progression up to your goal. So the same thing happens if you're losing weight. You know, we see the before pictures and the after pictures. I'm on this keto diet right now. Oh, my God, you guys. Oh, my God. I'm like, you know, I haven't had sugar or carbs in like a month now. And, and yeah, you know, but it's hard, right? It's hard. Now, I feel better, blah, 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 but, you know, it's hard. And I'm certainly not my size four yet, and that's highly annoying, especially after giving up sugar and carbs for four weeks. It's ridiculous. I should already be there. But, you know, so be it. You can't. So, there, you know, I'm definitely in the ugly side of the, the dream when it comes to that. But um, look around at your dreams. At what point do you quit on your dreams because you hit the dark side or the ugly side? which is completely uh, a, 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 a very real part of, every infra, of the infrastructure of every dream, okay? So your dream, your desire has infrastructure, okay? And so part of that infrastructure is this stuff. It has a progression that's part of the infrastructure. Um, there might be some, you know, fears and whatnot. So those are things that are coming up that are going to cause you to grow up in your frequency, because guess what? Where you start asking the question, that frequency where you're asking the question or setting their intention or that initial desire is not where you're going to find the dream in its, in its completion. The frequency that you start at is not the frequency where your dream is delivered. You have to raise your frequency. You're moving forward. Okay, so you're not, if you stay in the same frequency, you try to stay the same. I see this with clients in the past all the time. I see it with friends. See, oh, my God. They don't want to change anything, but they want all the results. They want it easy. And as soon as it starts to get rocky or hard or they have to work around the clock or tired or whatever, the complaints of this or that, oh, you know, I can't. I don't, it's too much. I don't want to be bothered. But, and then they go back to their comfort zone. And then the, the dreams go on hold. Oh, when I retire. Oh, when the kids get out of school. Oh, when the kids get into school. <laughs> you know. Oh, when we hit the lottery. Oh, when we get a lot of money. Oh, if I ever get, you know, time off. And then they get very comfortable in that kind of victim, uh, you know, mode. Um, so you want to you wanna be careful with that. And just and all of this that we're talking about is going you know, to build that awareness. And awareness is, you know, 90% of the, the – the, uh, so – then we have the truth behind the dream. So what does that really, what does this dream really represent for you? Okay. What does it really say about who you are and what you stand for? Okay. It's, it's your mission. Okay. Personally, your truth. And then we have the service of the dream. Now, uh, some things, like, you know, you as a transformational leader, let's say you have a, a project in in Africa or, you know, helping women find relationships and get over a divorce, all these different types of things, let's say maybe you're a coach or whatever. It's easy to see the service of those dreams, right, because you're serving someone else. But what is the service of a dream where it seems like it's just for you, a new house, a new car, you know, a new wardrobe, uh, something, a Rolex, whatever, you know, whatever, your material things, um, even your own personal relationship, what's, what's the service of that type of desire? Well, um, it's interesting because if when we're talking about living from a high-frequency perspective in a frequency-based reality, okay, the best and highest frequency that you can contribute to the greater good. Remember, we're all connected, and the higher your frequency is, the more influence you're putting out on the group consciousness, on the on everyone at large. So if you're walking around joyous, blissful, in awe, feeling a sense of splendor, a sense of wonder and gratitude, that's what you're pumping out into the field, into the into the energetic field. And that's what's influencing other people in your space, right? Even not in your space, just in general. 
I know when Wayne Dyer was alive, he was saying that um, for every one light worker who does this work, it's worth a thousand people who kind of live in the darkness. It, it covers for a thousand people. I've heard, I've seen recently that that statistic energetically has gone up to like one for every million or something. It's something really big. It was something because of the frequencies expanding. So when you honor yourself, when you adorn yourself, when you provide yourself with something that gives you joy, bit of effect on the grid. You're sending out happy, joyful energy. You're sending out energy of mastery. And, believe it or not, you are setting an example for those around you. So when people are naysayers, and I've had my share of them, or they're jealous, or they, you know, they get up, they won't want you to be successful unless they can be successful too, and be right along your side being successful because you're successful, and they, you know, all that. When you're successful, a lot of people get upset because people are jealous of them, or people are naysayers, or their families. This is a big one. Oh, my family doesn't understand me, and they need my husband, my spouse. They don't get me, and I'm going to end up leaving them behind, and I'm going to slow myself down because I'd leave them behind. You don't ever want to do that. You know, success is the best revenge on one hand, but success is also the best inspiration. And I've always said, I learned, you know, I shouldn't say I've always said it, but I came to understand over the years that whenever I was successful, I might get a few people who are jealous or try to, you know, want something from me. But what I mostly got was, oh, my God, I see you do this. I know how much you struggle. Now I think I could do that too. So my success is a permission slip for other people's success. So wouldn't you say that that's being of service? That if you get that house or that boyfriend or girlfriend or that wedding or your ring or whatever wardrobe or those shoes or that Rolex or that whatever, you know, boat or kayak or, you know, whatever it is, piece of crystal, whatever it is, that your joy, if that pops your frequency up, that's being of service to the grid. If that sets an example for someone else to follow suit, well, your happiness, your joy sets an example for someone else so that they can emulate that and have more confidence and to actually see it, then that is a an amazing uh, gift. And, you know, we're all each other's, you know, teachers and each other's students. And so you don't ever water down your joy because you think that there's not enough joy to go around or because people get aggravated. I know I'm from New York originally. I'm here in La Jolla and very happy here. But in back in New York, we always had a joke. It's like these people, everybody else outside of New York is just too happy. Happy people got on our last nerve. <laughs> it's just like we were grumps. We have grumpy weather in New York. Um, grumpy, you know, you're kind of grumpy. There's a lot of people in a small space. And so people are kind of lovingly grumpy. And we all understand each other's grumpiness, and then we all would champion each other's grumpiness. And, uh, you know, I noticed that when I talk to someone on the phone from the East Coast, they always start the conversation with how much work they just got done. It's like, you know, I call my friend up in Jersey, and I get on the phone, and I say, hey, how you doing? Just, oh, my God, I just did this, and I did that, and I've been working for 20 hours today, and, I, you know, I got this done, and I got that done, and, well, I did this, and I did that. And it's like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, and, you know, I worked 20 hours and, you know, and but I finally just had to, and then they start to justify something fun. Like they, they say, I couldn't take it anymore. I, I've been working for 17 days straight without a day off. I finally had to take an hour, just an hour, and I took it. And they get, they're defensive and they're protective and they're justifying and they're juxtapositioning up against how much suffrage they want you to earn the reason to be able to take that yoga class. That's the East Coast. Now, let's go to the West Coast. <laughs> Very different here in La Jolla. Go out with my friend here, sit down for dinner with my friend and Jen, and I, I, it, I think we'll be like 45 minutes to an hour into our conversation before work even comes up. 
it usually starts off with, hey, what'd you do today? Oh, yeah, um, I took the dog to the beach. She had such a good time playing with the other dog. And then, yeah, you know, I, I stopped and I got, you know, a vegan uh, smoothie. And then I went up for a hike. And then, uh, yeah, and then I started, you know, working on a creative project, you know, for my improv class. And, oh, really? How was that show you were in? Oh, it's great. I got a great part, you know. And then it's like, oh, yeah. And then, and then we talked about boyfriend and the, what the dog selfies were on her because she's got an Instagram page for the dog. And then we get, I mean, 45 minutes, an hour in, and it's like, oh, how's work? And then it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I've had some good sales. Yeah, so, oh, and you're like, oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, 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 things are going okay. Okay, good. So, anyway, let's talk about, do you want to go over to see the sunset on Wednesday? You know, that's the West Coast. We don't justify our uh, worthiness of having fun on how much work we just got done. It's very fascinating cultural difference. I think a lot of it is because of the weather, um, because there's so much good weather here, so you can kind of get sta- very stabilized emotionally, and um, and there's a lot to do, and blah, blah, blah. I could go on. That's a whole other show. Um, everybody move out here to, to California. You'll be happy <laughs> from the East Coast. But, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and, no, it's not all earthquakes and fires, so just stop it, because that's not the truth. <laughs> Some places, yes, places, no. Big, big state, this California. Um, so that's the service of the dream. Okay. Now, let's talk about the springboard of the dream. Okay. And this is another one that's unconventional, but it's a nuance. It's part of the infrastructure of your dreams that can trip you up. So the springboard of the dream is that you will always reach for more once you reach your goal. And people have a tendency to think, if I just get that house, I'll be happy. That's all they want. I don't want a lot. And they start bargaining like they would be bargaining with uh, a parent. You know, when you're a teenager and you have to justify your every move and you start to bargain with your parent, like, okay, mom, seriously, just give me the car for three hours. And I promise you, I will vacuum, I will wash the dishes, I will pick up my stuff. Just three hours, please, Mom, come on, come on, you know, or Dad or whatever, right? So you bargain. So we have a tendency to think that when we really want something in our dream structure, you know, that we don't think we can afford without help. Like a teenager can't afford to buy their own car, so they need the help of their parents. We apply that to as a natural default to universal energy. So we're afraid to ask for more because it's like, because the parent will say, you want, you want what now? You want my credit card to do what? To go to Victoria's Secret for what? Oh, no, no. And then you asked me for a sweatshirt last week and then you want a concert ticket. No. So no. What part of no don't you, you know what you need? I'll tell you what you need. You don't need concert tickets. You need a job. That's what you need. Okay, so get away from me. That's the parent. But the universe, when you say, okay, oh, my gosh, I did it, you know, I, um, I, I, I got the, the new convertible. Oh, my gosh, it's amazing. Now I want a trip to the Maldives. And you hear people say, you've got to be kidding me. You just got the convertible. You live in a beautiful place. Now you're talking about a trip to the Maldives? What are you, nuts? Why do you have to be satisfied with what you have? And say, you know, I am satisfied with what I have. And I'm using it as a springboard for more. Every dream has a springboard. You get married. Okay, now let's see. We have a new partnership. We moved here. Now, you know what? Maybe we'll want to move there next. If you don't have a springboard to the next thing, guess what you are? You're dead. That's it. That's what you are. There's always going to be more, always. So people have a tendency, you know, and, and, and then you get the real ones, the ones who get very judgmental, they get real judgy about it, and they're, oh, I'm pragmatic, I'm frugal. I, and they take such pride in their suffering that they put all the dreams off, and, they, and I am handling delayed gratification just well. You just want things instantly. I'm happy to be in the delay. Now, I actually said that to someone the other day. Uh, 
about about something I, I wanted. And I said, you know what, I think I'm going to hold out for the thing I really want because I could get something cheaper and so then I could say I have it right now. But to me, for, me, for my personal constitution when I do stuff like that, I end up buying things twice. I get, you know, I end up getting the cheap thing that's just, you know, placate me for a second, me from the thing I really want because I just spent money on the cheap thing that, you know, I could have put towards the bigger thing. So maybe you will delay gratification like that. But to delay gratification from letting yourself have anything at all because you're trying to show that, you know, you're frugal and that you don't need this and that, you know, you start to live a really sucky life. And then you start to put sucky energy out into the grid. And then the frequency starts to react to you in a sucky way. And then you start having things happen like your, um, uh, your, your, your money dries up. Because why? Because you're worried and you're constantly in a state of obligation. And you start to have things, um, you know, go in all directions because, you, you know, you're not clear with what your dreams are. And then you have that spin out, and then you start reacting to the spin out, and then you start producing all kinds of negative hormones like cortisol, adrenaline, and all those types of things. And then your physiology starts to react, and then you get this downward spiral, and then you start looking for occasiony things like, you know, sweets or alcohol or, you know, uh, shopping for things you really don't want, right? You're looking for escapes. So this is what happens when you don't honor your frequency, and the infrastructure of your dreams. And when you do, anything is possible, right? Because you start to create that forward momentum. So um, I hope that's helped, and I want you to really take some time to think about this. And I now have a new um, thing that I'm doing, and I want to work specifically, like I said, with transformational leaders of leaders, and now I'm offering, I'm not doing readings anymore and all that kind of thing. Um, I'm now offering what we call a breakthrough call, which is a 45-minute call for me to help you with a strategic plan on, uh, focusing on your project, um, your audience that you want to get your work out to the world with, and helping you to sort of get clarity on obstacles that may be in the way and set up a game plan to move forward. So... Uh, these calls are free, and they're really for developing clarity and helping you to move ahead on your path. And so I have a schedule now that I've mapped out. I have, I'm going to be doing some calls um, this week, and I'll be announcing them in the Facebook group. I'm going to have a new batch of calls on the calendar, and also you see it in the emails. And um, I, my schedule is kind of crazy, and this stuff goes out to now that it's on the radio show, oh, my God, I can't even imagine. But uh, I know just to my list alone, it will go out to, you know, over 10,000 people. So we have um, several spots on the calendar for this week and some for next week. Um, and you get to meet me. We'll talk for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, and we'll sort this out and help you to really get on your path. It's really, really important to me to help leaders of leaders get moving and to get their projects out to the world. I think it's it's something that feels very, very near and dear to my heart. So these are called breakthrough calls, and I'm going to give you a link. Call, you'll, you'll book the call, and there will be a little application. And that's a questionnaire. It'll take you about, you know, three to five minutes just so that I can get to know you before we get on the call, okay? And then um, we'll call you at the time um, that we designate that you that you sign up for. So the link is www.theahaway, so T-H-E-A-H-A-W-A-Y dot com forward slash apply, A-P-P-L-Y. So it's theahaway.com forward slash apply, okay? And um, if I can help you, I will by all means give you, you know, options of what resources I have, but if I can't, there's no worries because I have plenty of options for you that may not involve me, but I have a huge toolkit, as you guys know, <laughs> and there's plenty to help you to, you know, sort things out and, and get along your way. So I don't want you to feel any pressure or anything like that. I'm really uh, mining for gold here for the diamonds in our group, 
and I'm really looking to help people get on this. It's a sign of the times. Your work needs to get out to the world. Uh, you guys know my story in the past where my fiancé had passed away many years ago, and I noticed that when I was at that funeral, I realized, because he was very young, I realized, you know, uh, so many people go to their graves with their dreams intact. And this might sound a little melodramatic, but I was living it. Um, and so many, you know, as I was standing at that cemetery, I was looking around, I was like, so many dreams. How many dreams are in this, these graves here? How many dreams? How many passions? How much talent? How many inventions are here and not out in the world? You know, so I went on a quest to start to build my career all around getting people's work out to the world. And it's taken all of its various, you know, turns and twists and turns and things. And, you know, my career has transitioned in many ways. But since I started this this new direction over the summer, it's been extraordinary. And uh, it's, you know, I'm loving seeing the transformation. So I would love to meet you. We could, you know, have a chat one-on-one. The call is free. Um, and you can do so, get get on the calendar at com forward slash apply. Okay, so I'm looking at the boards here, and we don't have anybody for questions tonight. That's a little interesting, but that's okay. I'm going to take that as a, <laughs> as a sign that you guys are getting what you need and that a lot of people are going to listen to this as a podcast because that we will be making that into a podcast. Um, and I just want to just, review this one more time and then I think we'll just we'll wrap the show for today um, remember when you are working in high frequency energy you have to take 100% responsibility for what's going on and I know that's really hard and again that's a day for a whole other show <laughs> about the whole responsibility for the frequency thing but just recognize that that field that you have around you is influenced by your thoughts your emotions and whatever your repetitious um, decisions are, you know, whatever actions you repetitiously take. So if you have a tendency to be grumpy and, you know, aggravated, your frequency around you will be flavored with that, and you'll find that people are kind of grumpy and aggravated coming back at you. And things will kind of be slow and lethargic and, and all that. As you start to move up into the areas of feeling happy and blissful and joyful, you will find that, opportunities come your way fun opportunities might be something simple as your favorite bath salts are on sale and you can grab a bag and take a really great you know hot salt bath with some great incense or whatever you know or essential oil so it could be something your your frequency will start responding in the smallest of ways and the largest of ways and the more that you can stay sort of centered on that and focused on that the better uh, life gets. And, you know, I've been working this way for quite some time, and it's interesting because I've had some huge transitions over the summer and some really, really awesome things have been happening. And I noticed that I've been a lot more generous. You know, in the past, I've been really, really aggravated and tired. Anybody would ask me a question, whether it's a client or a <laughs> or a friend or whatever, and I'd be like, oh, God, and I would answer it or whatever, and I would just be doubled over in exhaustion. And now I have a lot more bandwidth because my own cup is full. So there's like, you know, energy running over the cup of fullness for me, and I can pull from that energy to do my work, to give to other people, et cetera. So there's, there's, more, uh, there's more to share. So it's really important that you make your happiness your number one responsibility, your number one priority your responsibility, but it's your number, it should be your number one priority. And that might sound a little disruptive. Make your own happiness, your own happiness, not just your spouse or your husband or whatever, your own happiness, not your parents, your family, your kids, your own happiness should be your number one priority. And that's not being selfish in the scheme of frequency. It is being extraordinarily generous because your happy energy is spreading in all directions. And it's giving people permission and an example, setting a really great example for them. So let's see what, you know, what the fall brings. We've got a good, what, 13, 14 shows and our Facebook Lives and the new Facebook group. Again, please join me over there. I'm going to be trying some, you know, new, innovative, modern 
technologically based things, which is not necessarily my happy place with cameras and all that kind of stuff, but we're going to do it because, you know, people seem to like it. And uh, so the Facebook group is High Frequency Living with Mari. Just go to Facebook.com. I think I'm going to figure out how to make like a little, you know, hyperlink that's, you know, fancy. But right now just go to Facebook.com uh, and put in High Frequency Living with Mari, M-A-R-I, and um, and it will take you there. And just, you know, send us a request and we'll get you in the group and we're we're starting to rock and roll. I will also be putting the podcast announcement, announcements up with the link to this show in that group and um, new, new announcements for new shows and, and different events and things coming up. So um, if you would like to get a breakthrough call with me so we can talk one-on-one, again, on three, just go to uh, com forward slash apply and uh I guess that's going to be it for today. We will see you back here uh, same time next week, same place, all the same technology, so no worries. Um, And we will end with my model, which is you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it too. And in this high-frequency energy, anything is possible. Take care, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. Bye.